Welcome to Fair Folk. I'm Danica Boyce. Fair Folk is a radio show and podcast exploring folk culture and music from around the world. The show is hosted by Smithers Community Radio, CICK 93.9 FM, and you can find it at smithersradio.com or as a podcast on iTunes. Här peder han gångar upp på kammar i golv, han kammar och krusar upp sitt hår. Sen gångar han in till fostermodrens in och frågar dig vad du än skulle få. Jag inte blir... Today's special topic is the Scandinavian ballad. A ballad, basically, is a catchy song that tells a story. The song will usually be written in couplets, Pairs of rhyming lines, alternating with a refrain, usually a single repeated line, like what we would now think of as a brief chorus. Since ballads were originally a song for communal dance, the refrain was intended to be sung by all the dancers together, giving the soloist singing the verses a chance to catch his or her breath, and maybe make up the next rhyming couplet. Ballads were an extremely popular form in Europe from at least the Middle Ages, and while the traditional ballads English speakers might know now were spreading in England and Scotland, Versions of many of the same stories traveled back and forth to and from Scandinavian countries. Scandinavian ballads as a genre are tricky to fix in an exact definition, as the form itself is so broadly adaptable, and the content, stories of heartbreak, of supernatural encounters, of battles and the loss of loved ones, is so universally compelling and relatable that these songs travel far and wide across time, slipping between nation, language, and social class. The only Scandinavian nation that preserves the ballad as a pairing between song and dance is the Faroe Islands. This medieval ring dance is the Faroese national dance, and it is always accompanied by the singing of ballads, known there as kvaidi. Note that the Faroese kvaidi differs somewhat in meaning from the kvaidi mentioned in the last episode on Iceland, where it means a verse or to sing, though the word comes from the same Old Norse word, and probably a Proto-Germanic root, kvaidana, to say. Many Faroese ballads tell heroic stories, probably derived from the Icelandic sagas, though possibly from earlier oral sources. This song demonstrates the call and response between the dancing group and the verse singer, called a skipperin, which means captain. It gives highlights from the story of the legendary hero Sigurd from the Icelandic saga of the Volsungs, known as Sigurd the Dragon Slayer, for killing the dreadful dragon Fafnir, despite his uncle's attempts to thwart him. In short, Sigurd kills the dragon, beheads his uncle, and eats part of the dragon's heart, obtaining the gift of prophecy. This is Strenglecker and Renaissance Consort with Sigurd's Kvadet. <laughs> 
ham hvis du vil høre på Så skal jeg fortelle Om ansikker Sigmundsson Som drei til Dragefjellet Grane var gullet fra berget Grane var gull fra berget Siggud drepte dragen med sverdet Svimte vei hare hånd Grane var gullet fra berget Var Sigurd Sigmundsson, han reit i glittre fjell Sverde hang ved sida han som stolte på sitt hell Grane var gullet fra berget Grane var gull fra berget Sigurd drepte dragen med sverde Svingte deg hare hånd Grane var gullet fra berget Dragen lå på gullet sitt Freste ill og damp Sigur satt på kranes rygg og bød sitt svært i kamp. Krane var gullet fra berget, krane var gull fra berget. Sigur drepte dragen med sverdet, svingte deg hare hånd. Krane var gullet fra berget. Sigur gav så hardt et hogg, da ristet land og hav. Dragen skreik så høyt og slykt, for hodet trillet av. Grane var gullet fra berget, grane var gullet fra berget, Sigurd drepte dragen med sverdet, svingte deg hare hånd. Grane var gullet fra berget. Det var Sigurd Sigmundsson, kunne sverdet svinge, Lesset gull på kranes rygg og kunne hjem det bringe. Grane var gullet fra berget, Grane var gull fra berget, Sigurd drepte dragen med sverde, svingte deg hare hånd. Grane var gullet fra berget. The Danish ballad fragment Drom de Mig in Drom is the earliest piece of secular music recorded in writing and notation from the Nordic countries. What the lyrics say exactly is up for debate, but we know it describes a dream the speaker had, but what the dream is about depends on your translation of medieval languages and what other similar images from ballads you choose to compare it with. Some say, because of similar lines in another medieval Nordic song, that the dream is about silks and fine cloth or fur. Others say these nouns could also refer to the more abstract qualities of justice and fairness. This second interpretation considers the text the song's few lines are found in, that is, the Codex Runicus, which is a medieval manuscript containing Scanian law. This is Drom de Megan Drom from Thomas von Wackenfeld and Leo Flavum.
This next ballad from Sweden is a supernatural story set in Rukla in Sweden. A married couple called Per and Kirsty conceive a child, but Kirsty dies in childbirth. The song explains that she was stolen away by trolls and that only her image, in the form of her body, remained. When Per remarried, she came back to the house, but his friends wouldn't let him go outside to her in case he was taken by the trolls as well. This is Roklavizen by Sogskara.
heard this ballad before. It has appeared in hundreds of versions the world over. The earliest versions are Scandinavian and very dark. The ballad tells the story of two sisters. All of the many versions have one thing in common. One sister, jealous of her other sister's engagement to a handsome man who she loves as well, drowns the favored sister. In this version, the cruel sister pushes the other one into a lake, across which, the refrain tells us, a cold wind blows. The vulnerable sister begs the cruel one to help her out, saying she will give up her fiancé if she saves her. The cruel sister responds that she will have him anyway, and watches the other sister drown. A harpist finds the dead sister's body in the lake, fashioning a harp from her bones and hair. He plays the harp at the wedding, and when the cruel sister hears it, she dies as well. This is Kalt Valder by Triakal. Där bodde en bonde vid sjöstranden Stor, det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Han hade två döttrar och fagra vor Och det, det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Den äldsta var svart som den svartaste jord Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Den yngsta var vit som den klaraste sol Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Och som det nu stod vid sjöstrand Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Så stötte den äldsta, den yngsta från land Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Du hjälper mig i land Det blåser kallt, kallt Väder ifrån sjön Och dig vill jag giva Min lilla fästeman Det blåser kallt, kallt Väder ifrån sjön Din fästeman Honom får jag väl ändå Det blåser kallt, kallt Väder ifrån sjön 
Men aldrig ska du mer på Guds gröna jord gå Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Där bröllopet ståndar med lust och med ståt Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön Den bruden hon dog ut i brudsängen död Det blåser kallt, kallt väder ifrån sjön for the Fair Folk Almanac, a calendar of forgotten holidays to help you get your feast on. The 1st of February is a mulg, also known to Christians as St. Brigid's Day, which is the halfway point between the winter solstice and spring equinox. The festival is a traditional Gaelic one, and it heralds the arrival of spring. Historically, it was observed in Scotland, Ireland, and the Isle of Man. St. Brigid is believed to have developed from an earlier pagan goddess of the same name. On Imolg Eve, Brigid, a fertility goddess and saint, was said to visit and bless homes. People would make a bed for her in the home or on the Isle of Man in the barn with food and drink and a candle next to the bed. February 8th is the anniversary of the day in 1855 that people in East and South Devon, England, reported waking after a snow to find up to a hundred miles of inexplicable hoof-like footprints across the landscape. The footprints did not follow any usual pattern. Instead, they climbed right over buildings and along narrow fences in a path that no ordinary animal would or could take. 
they called the phenomenon the Devil's Footprints. Celebrand, also called Iridenso, or You Ride So Carefully, is a Finnish-Swedish ballad that attests to the meeting of paganism and Christianity in Scandinavia in the Middle Ages. It describes Celebrand riding gently on a horse through a grove and his daughter giving birth there in the woods to two sons. The song reports cryptically that one of these sons later attends the Christian baptism of Freya, the Norse goddess. This is Marianne Mans with Celebrand. Thank you. 
The next ballad appears in almost all of the Scandinavian countries, though this version is from Sweden. It is cognate with the English-language child ballad called The Maid and the Palmer. In this story, a woman, in this case Mary Magdalene, is getting water from a well when a man, sometimes Jesus, appears and makes reference to her lover. She denies having one, but then he tells her he knows she has had three, or in some versions six, babies, and where they are buried. She asks for forgiveness, and he tells her how she can do penance through a series of strange and symbolic acts. This is Maria Magdalena by Hulling. Magdalena, vad tyckte du då om din mat? Solen, skön i dag, gick tillbaka 
The last Swedish ballad I'll play is sung by Karen Kjellman and Ulf Groveberg of Folk and Recare. This is the ballad of Ebba Skamelsen, who leaves his fiancée to do service for the king. In his absence, his brother convinces his lover that he has died. Ebba has a premonition of this marriage and returns the night of the wedding. Much like the story of Odysseus's return to Ithaca, this story ends in a bloodbath, Ebba slaying his lover and his brother and cutting off his mother's arm in his fury. Det 
This is Fair Folk Footnotes, where I dig into the cultural archives and unearth the old-timey origins of things in popular culture. This episode's footnote is about Groundhog Day. Aside from its association with the 1993 film starring Bill Murray, Groundhog Day has had a long history in Western culture. Nowadays, the holiday is celebrated mostly in the United States. The folklore there holds that if it's cloudy when a groundhog emerges from his hole on February 2nd, spring will come early that year. But where did this idea originate? And why? In countries that celebrate Imolg, as mentioned earlier in the episode, St. Bridget's Day was a day of divination, where people watched both groundhogs and snakes to see when they would emerge from their hibernation. A Scottish Gaelic proverb states, The serpent will come from the hole on the brown day of Bridget, though there should be three feet of snow on the flat surface of the ground. The reason for the inverse of what might seem to be the right conditions, that the presence of sun on February 2nd would mean a longer winter, can be explained by the mythology of the Kayach. The Kayach was the divine crone in the Gaelic tradition who gathers her firewood for the remaining winter on that day. Therefore, if she's intending to make the winter last longer, she will make that day sunny so she can gather enough firewood to last her to the end of the season. If it's cloudy that day, then it means the Kayach has slept in and has no intention of extending the snowy season. This Norwegian ballad, Bendik og Arolilia, is known by a few other names. The conflict is one you would recognize from Romeo and Juliet or Tristan and Isolde. Bendik loves the king's daughter, Arolilia, but her father won't consent to their marriage. Among other things, the king imprisons Bendik, tying him up with one of his lover's long hairs, which he won't break because to do so would be to cause her harm. Eventually the king murders Bendik, and Aralilia dies of sorrow in the same moment. Lilies grow on both of their graves and intertwine above them, providing an image of the soul's defiance of authority in matters of love. This is Book and Bruise, or Billy Goat's Gruff, with Bendik and Aralilia. Bendik Riotselundu Ville ham skoamai Han vashila yete hiatte koba Di firse lautande Orulil ya kvise vedu selangi Om dagen ribendik i skogen ut Och väger den ville gjort Om nåt i visar han jomfruva Med ost och helskogsor Och rolilja kvisöver du så länge Ek tische så vint om ditt gule hår Som äpplig dig dryp och kvister den som dig må få Gud bära den som ska misse Orolig jag kvisöver du så länge Inkärn kungens madräng Säger han till en Bändig trör gullbrautine förutta kungens råd Orolil jag kvisöver du så länge Det var kungen av Sölundo 
Another Norwegian ballad, this one about an encounter with a supernatural being. In this song, a water spirit called the Nikjen hears the beautiful young woman, Hayamo, singing at a party. And enchanted by her voice, he sails to her, quote, Christian land, presumably from a pagan other world, to take her back with him. He shapeshifts into the form of a man and dances the night away to her singing. Eventually, only the two of them remain at the party, and he indicates his desire to kidnap her. She knows that would mean her certain death, and so lacking options, she stabs him in the heart and leaves him to die, and skips off, singing all the way home. This is Ali Moller and Kristen Breitenberg with Haimo Og Nikjen. Kvar gang geheim til sig 
This is Old News, where I share discoveries and happenings in history studies, archaeology, folklore, and folk music. This week in Old News, there has been a rise in werewolf sightings in Yorkshire in northern England in recent months. The eight-foot creature is known there as Old Stinker, and was first reported seen in the 18th century. These sightings are especially strange, since wolves, the animal part of the werewolf hybrid, have not significantly populated England since the 1500s. Gothic scholar Sam George has argued that Old Stinker, the human-faced wolf with very bad breath, represents the guilt of the British for destroying these wild populations in the first place. Perhaps their return signals a rewilding of the human population as well. And as far as I'm concerned, that can only be a good thing. This is the ballad Varolvin, the Werewolf, from Norwegian Romani singers Elias Axelsen and Halda Johansen from their album Barn av den Bortglemti Razi, children of the forgotten race. 
Och jomfrön gångar sig till rosändelön. Linden den damar i lunden. Där mötte hon grå ulven och de var sju. Då var hon i vilda skogarna. Amen. Och kära ni gråulvar, ni biter inte mig. Linden den damar i lunden. Min kalva tunga ko, den vill jag giva er. Då var hon i vilda skogarna kommen. Din kalvetunga ko, den tager vi ändå. Linden den damar i lunden. Och vi ska ta gasjöna jomfruns men synder att få. Da var hon i vilda skogarna kommen. Och jomfrönen klattrar sig i höga talltopp. Linden den damar i lunden. Slätt inga gråulvar skall mig äta upp. Då var hon i vilda skogarna kommen. Gråulven han lagde sig över roten av knog. Linden den damar i lunden. Så toppen fall till jorden och roten vändes upp. Då var hon i vilda skogarna kommen. Billemen and Manhild is a ballad also known as Harpenskraft, or the power of the harp. This ballad appears in Danish, Swedish, Norwegian, and Icelandic versions. In this the Norwegian version, the wife of the hero Villemen has a premonition that she will die after falling from a bridge. Despite all her husband's efforts to the opposite, her horse throws her one day, and she does fall from a bridge. She is then captured by a merman. Her husband takes out a golden, enchanted harp, which, having a magical effect, frees her from the merman in the river. And though he pleads with Villemen to leave his water in peace, Villemen, with the power of his harp, dashes the merman against a rock, killing him. This is Kalenda Maya with Willemann og Manghild. Det är du när det är du 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Fair Folk. If you like the show, review it on iTunes and share it with your friends. If you're interested in learning more about Scandinavian ballads, you'd do well to check out Ian Cumstey's excellent website, balladspot.blogspot.com. I got a lot of information from him this week. He's also publishing a beautiful series of English translations of some of the Scandinavian ballads through Scaddy Press. There's a link in the show notes. Have a great two weeks, and please... Please treat each other kindly.